Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets. It's always an honor to be here with you. Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail, if any theological questions, concerns. But today I'm honored. As you know, I, I teach in Lagos Christian Academy um, here in Casa Grande. And I'm honored to have one of my students that I uh, teach uh, spiritual formation with. Her name is Cambry Geller. Uh, she's here with her dad. So, Cambry, introduce yourself first and tell us who you are and what you do and, and things of that nature. Okay, yeah. Um, so, um, my name is Cambry. I'm 13 years old. I am currently in Logos Christian Academy, and I'm in eighth grade, which is both nerve-wracking and very exciting at the same time. I am the oldest of 12 kids, and yeah. 12 kids? Yes, sir. And I have I have uh, Jeremy, uh, Cambry's dad with me. Jeremy, if you can shout out there. Hi. <laughs> Jeremy's saying hi. Um, so Jeremy's here with Cambry, and it's not and I have both of them here. So uh, Cambry, again, like I mentioned, is a student of mine in spiritual formation. And Cambry is 13, going on like 27. That's just me saying that. Um, I'm sure Jeremy will agree with that. She's she's a brilliant girl. and But I, I, I wanted to pick her brain a little bit, and I think it would be nice even for the community to hear so one of the things, Cambry, if I may, I want to get right into it because, you know, we're always kind of pressed for time here. Yeah. And and so, Cambry, you've been to both public and Christian school. You're obviously in Lagos right now. So if I had to ask you a question or to that question, what is the difference, being a Christian, obviously, what is the difference between uh, going to a public school and or now residing in a Christian school. Is there a difference? Is there not a difference? Maybe you can help us with that. Yeah, I think there's a huge difference. Um, for example, God is taught in every class. I think that is really is the big component that is so different. Whenever um, I went to a Christian school, it really was just such a cultural shock because <laughs> all of a sudden we prayed more times in that first week than I think I prayed my whole life. Because you pray at the beginning of every class and you pray at the end of every class. And at my old school, we really didn't have that because it was public. And I think just taking God out of the picture really changes how a school functions and really changes the dynamic of the school. Now, when you were in public school, were you, were you a Christian at that time? Uh, yes. So I was saved whenever I was in third grade. So, yes, I was a Christian at that time. So, and obviously, and in, in going there, you've seen a lot, a lot of different things there. What about the mindset? So, what about the mindset of the, uh, of the, the public school children? The ideology or what is the mindset? I mean, is it, did you, were you able to witness to any? Uh, kids, I don't know if that that's allowed in public schools today, but but maybe you can help us with that. 
honestly, I wasn't really that secure in my faith. And so looking back, I wish I was able to, but I just wasn't secure in it. And so I guess I was one of those people that if our family got to church that Sunday, I would learn a little bit about God, but that's really where it stopped. And I think that going to Logos, I was able to gain more of that. And I think the ideology of public school is just very different. And I think it's different in the sense that you're there to learn and that and that's where it ends. You're there to learn. And I think that is something that I took to the extreme. So, you know, I had no friends and I had, as I always tell everyone, my best friend was the PE teacher because I just, I didn't have any <laughs> friends and I, I was bullied a lot. And so I think the ideology is just all about learning, learning. Let's just put some facts into you and see how you get. Can Do you mind speaking about the, the bullying a little bit? Just like in, in what way um, was it uh, you were bullied? Was it physically? Was it uh, more speaking or? Um, I started getting bullied in about second grade. And I think it was really a combination of both. Um, sometimes I'd get pinched and the um the person who was doing it at the time would just say some really rude things to me that really affected how I viewed myself and just and I allowed myself to listen to that voice and develop just a lot of insecurities that to this day I'm still trying to deal with and so like just in that aspect and, and did you speak to your parents about that obviously oh yes and yeah. a matter of fact my mom is the one who actually brought it up to the principal because I was like no I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings so yeah, no, those are, and those, those, those things really happen. And, and it's just to, to navigate through those things. Now, I want to make sure, and Jeremy's here with me. You mentioned you have, um, 12 brothers and sisters. Am I right about that? So I have 11 brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. Uh-huh. And Jeremy's too young to have 12 children right now. So, so I think, I think there's something that we need to know about your 12 brothers and sisters. Maybe you'd like to share that with us. Um, so our family started doing foster care and adoption whenever I was in third grade. Third grade was a big year of change. Um, and since then we've adopted three children. And at the moment we are currently fostering four. So you have a huge family. Yes. And I happen to know uh, a little pet peeve about uh, Cambry that maybe, may uh, well, I'm sure dad knows, but Cambry, Cambry's got an issue. She doesn't like anybody to be in her room. So it's, I know you told me that. Can you, uh, is that a challenge for you as a Christian You when your brothers and sisters want to kind of get in your room and stuff? Yeah. I mean, like this morning, I, I yelled at one of them because they took my blanket. <laughs> you know, just really ridiculous stuff like that. And I don't I don't even know what it is. I think it's like this self thing. No, it's my blanket. Yeah, it's uh, I guess we're all sinners, uh, right, Mr. Jeremy? Uh Absolutely. <laughs> so Cambry, for a 13-year-old, my question is, and I know um I see you once a week for an hour, but and and I and I believe you are, but as a 13-year-old, how serious are you in your faith? And um, as far as, say, your study life, your and I know sometimes that can be challenging. you got a lot of homework and things like that. But how serious are you in your faith and as far as uh, uh, church and, and study and, and prayer time and, and things of that nature? Yeah, Um So really this past year, I made it one of my priorities that I was going to grow in my faith. 
And so um, what I've been doing is in the morning, I've just been setting apart time to read the Bible. And right now I'm currently in Job. And that has been very interesting to navigate, you know, and just like sometimes I'll just randomly shoot questions to my uh, mentor and I'll be like, what does this even mean? And so, and as far as like studying, um, I just recently read a book. It was called Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus by a guy named Nabil Qureshi. And so I'm really just trying to be able to understand other people's religions so I can better testify to them. You know, and as far as prayer, like it's really important to me because I do struggle with a lot of stuff that I pray in the morning and I pray in the evening. And I think my prayer has gotten a lot more routine since I've made that a priority. It's like, no, you can wake up another 10 minutes early to do whatever you need. You don't need that extra 10 minutes of sleep. And just really, I guess, as far as faith goes, and in this past year, we've really grown a lot in our church, more than we've ever done so with the church. And so it's I've actually been able to join the student leadership within our church. And I've also been able to sort of plan like a... a giving of gifts to foster children within our community. And so that was really awesome to see. So you can give a shout out to your church. I think um, I, I, I know Pastor McCormick too, right? Yes. Uh, and what's the church? The church is New Life Baptist Church. And you guys getting a new building soon, huh? Yes. We're very excited. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Um, so the, so the other thing I wanted to talk about is that, you know, we've, We've discussed in spiritual formation in our classes, you know, you, Jeremy, will probably hear this. Uh, Dad will probably hear this for the maybe maybe for the first time, maybe not. But there are terms we've discussed in class, like we've spoken about predestination and things of that nature. And and I think that as you study the Bible, you've gotten a good handle on some of these lofty terms that are in the Bible. So um, talk to me about those things. Talk to me about some of the biblical doctrines that you look at in the Bible now that maybe you've learned to to grow in, in the graces you study. Yeah, I think that predestination is whenever you first look at you whenever you first look at it, it's like such so daunting. And then you really just crack it down and it's like God chose people. He really did. But we don't know who those people are. And I think it really just boils down to, even though you don't know who the people are, go and tell everyone. And I'm saying this now, but it is hard. <laughs> like, and I find myself making all these excuses up. But I think just with predestination, you know, I learned those big names like Calvinism and Arminianism and Evangelicism. But like, really what it all boils down to is what does God's word say? You know, and God's word says that people were predestined and for before the foundation of the world and God's word says all these different things. And so I think it's really just applying that scripture and saying, yeah, God predestined people and I'm going to go tell anyone I can because I don't know who he did. I, I really, I really want to tell you guys, she's only 13 years old. I'm, I'm serious. And you, your father's going, what the heck? It's funny. I think Cambry makes a good point basically. And, and she can correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't know who God's people are, and we have to preach the gospel to everybody. God does have a people. I think the Bible is clear that uh, n nobody comes to God, no, not one. Um, but we don't know who those people are, so we have to preach the gospel to everybody. God's elect, obviously, will come in to salvation, but, um, you know, we, we don't know. Okay, Cabri, so here's something. 
you go to a Christian school. So that means you go to a Christian school, everything's perfect in that school. Isn't that so? Not necessarily. <laughs> so maybe we, let's hear some of the challenges that you may go through in a Christian school. Are there things in, in school? And, and this is, life is life. I mean, we're all sinners saved by grace. But what are some of the challenges being in a Christian school, uh, being amongst, hopefully and prayerfully, other Christians, some of the challenges and some of the things that you might have thought that you were going to encounter in a Christian school and maybe uh, didn't encounter or did encounter, some things like that, if, if, if you may. Yeah, I mean, just want to give a huge shout out to my class. They are absolutely awesome. I really haven't had a problem with them. But I think whenever I moved from a public school to a Christian school, I really didn't even know. I was like, okay, great. I'm going to have a Bible class now. And I thought that's where it ended. Um, as far as challenges, I think sometimes kids who go to a Christian school get this, I'm all that. You know, like they think that they're <laughs> better. In reality, we're all sinners. And I think that going to a Christian school, you see a lot more of that family. And you see a lot more of that um that family that I really didn't have in my other school. You know, like we have a class prayer chat and just all these different things that you really, that I didn't have in my other school. I think sometimes that brings about its own challenges too, you know, because you are such, you are so close knit that sometimes whenever one person's struggling, all of you guys are struggling. But that's also a really great gift that God has given the school is that whenever one person's struggling, we all feel it. And so I think that's so, so a really great benefit as well. How about the academic difference? What did you see there? Like in terms of, that's a good or maybe languages. Yeah, that's a good question. Let me let me repeat that just in case you didn't hear dad there. Um what are the challenges academically? Is that the is that the question, Jeremy? What are the challenges academically uh for you? That's a good question. Um K through six, before I transitioned over logos, I really wasn't challenged academically. I was that kid that got 98 without even trying. And whenever I came to Logos, it was really hard because all of a sudden I had to work for it. And, you know, and I got my first B ever. And I was just completely <laughs> devastated. You know, and at Logos, you really have to work for it. And some nights we do have a lot of homework. And part of me wants to like, just do the best always. And I think that it's really just recognizing there's time for family. There's time for God. God's most important. Then there's school, you know, and like school, yes, it needs to be a priority, but it doesn't need to consume, consume your life. And I think that Logos is, it's way more rigorous than the public schools, just in their education and what they teach and how much we read and the Bible application of it. But I think that's also a very great aspect of it as well. Now, you don't get a lot of homework from Pastor Dominic, do you? Um No, we only have like 15, 30 minutes. Yeah, I don't. I don't give them. I, you know what I do. I mean, obviously, I go with the curriculum. But what I like to do is, for me, what we teach them in class. What I teach them in class, I want to make sure they retain it. So I have them write reflection papers, and obviously, I give them tests too. But I think the the thing for me is, I like to see if they actually retain what we're speaking about. So I have them write reflections on what we sp- spoke about and ask them, ask them to bringing their own theological ideas to that. So um, I enjoy doing that. And I've I've read many of Cambridge papers. And, and she'll give me a hint when she doesn't. She'll say, well, I don't know if I really got this right, but she's really, at this point, an, an A student. And we're, we're grateful for her. So Cambridge, this is a question. Being in a Christian school, you encounter different teachers. Now, are 
a lot of the teachers the same? Is it there, are some of the teachers more challenging personality wise? Is there, and again, this is just, just kind of speaking. We're not going to, I mean, obviously I know you get along with everybody, but you're talking about academics. Is some of the teachers more strict than others or more challenging than others? If, if I may. Um, I mean, I think sixth grade year, English was really challenging for me. And even though that teacher taught it really well, I was just like, what? And so I've always gotten along and not getting along necessarily. But um, for me, some of the classes that are easier, how sometimes I perceive that workload is different. And so I really have a great relationship with all the teachers. But in every teacher's class, you can just see their different personalities. Like I have one teacher and she has posters everywhere of all the different stuff we're learning. And like, she just brings this eccentric, like feeling to the classroom. And whenever you walk in, you're just like, this is gonna be fun, you know? And the other day we were learning about the armor of God and she had us walk around like soldiers for a good five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Just like in that aspect, it's really cool because you never know what you're gonna get with that teacher. And then another one of my teachers, she's, she has just one of this personalities where she's just so knowledgeable and so much. And the other day we were learning about English and she brought in about this really cool documentary about fungi. And so it's just so interesting. That, Who's that? Um, Mrs. Kelly. Oh, no, I'm not talking about the teacher, but oh. who's fun guy? Is it fun guy? It's like a it's like a um, it's like a moss like thing that grows on trees. Fungus. fungus. <laughs> but fungi is like fungi is like the plural of fungus. Yeah, but we got it's English it. language. So I think the next time I teach on Ephesians, I'll have the congregation walk around like with the armor of God. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I don't know if they'll go for that, though. Um, so. Again, you have 12 brothers and sisters, and I and I like the fact that you call them brothers and sisters because they are uh for you. And that's a that's a just a blessing to hear that that Jeremy and his wife Cambry gave me a, a a card and I got it on my refrigerator here in my office. And you see the card you gave me, the one that's up there. Um so Cambry, so let's I mean, I know you're only 13 years old, going on 27, so is there a career? So are you thinking career right now? Are you thinking uh, what you want to do? Do you want to be a missionary? Do you want to be a nurse? Do you want to be a doctor? I mean, have you thought about those things? Spoken to dad about those things? I mean, do you got your own ideas? Can we hear about that? So one thing that's the really pressed on my heart is just special education. So I think I want to become um, a special education teacher. And so in Arizona, you can actually dual major in special education and elementary education. So I think I'm thinking that's the path I'll go. And that's a calling too. That's not. I mean, that that's a huge calling. And is that the only? That's the direction you think you're going through right now? So, and there's this also really interesting opportunity. It's to teach other missionaries kids at in different countries. And I was just I did, I just learned about that the other day. Now I'm like. I think the Lord has definitely, he has a very big plan for me, you know, and even though I don't even know what it is, I think that he knows what it is. And it's um, exciting. It's it's exciting. You know, I get so excited at the idea of it. (laughs) Any books, tell tell, any books you read lately, uh, Cambridge, you want to share with us? Um, I just read a battle for the, wait, battle for the American mind. And it was, wait, by Pete Hageth, wait, Hageth, I want to say that's his name. But it really just pointed out the some of the 
yeah, let's call it failures in public education and why classical Christian education really is one of the best ways to combat some of the terrible things we see in the world. Yeah, I recommended a book to uh, Cambria, and I do recommend it to, to teenagers who really like to read. And the book is called Almost Christian. So with that, we got a, we got a few minutes in this segment. But I do, I do have a question because I do know there are some, and we're not talking judging salvation. That's not my point. But how hard would it be? And maybe you can share this with not mentioning names, obviously, but there are some kids in the school that may not have Christian parents and they're getting a Christian education in school. Um, have How hard is it for those students, if you know of any, to learn of their Christian faith, but not get that solid foundation like you would be, like you have your mentor, your aunt, your mentor, and things like that. Have you spoken on that level with with some kids that, you know, don't have that solid foundation at home, which is, you know, I mean, uh, is, is that something that you've encountered or spoken about or? Yeah, I have had just um, a conversation and I think it is definitely challenging because um, their parents don't always understand what they're even talking about. Yeah. And they'll come home and they'll just be talking about stuff. And their parents are like, what? And so I think it is very challenging, but I think it's just that much more testimony whenever they do, um, whenever they do come closer to the Lord and they do develop that relationship with the Lord. I think it's just that much more of the Lord's working in it. And I think it does have a lot of different challenges that come with it. But I think that, you know, I know that the Lord has a plan for every single person in that school who's going through something like that. And I think that if it's his will, that student will come to know the Lord. And whether that's through Logos or some outside member, I think it definitely will happen. I think it's just a matter of God's timing. Yeah. And I think for me, I I, I think about the, the training that, I mean, you know, the Bible says to bring up your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. I mean, it's 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 your dad's job, your mom's job. And obviously you mentioned your aunt a lot. It, it, this is the job of the family to bring their family, to bring their children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, Bible studies and things of that nature. Here's what I want to do. In the last couple of minutes, do you study, do you like studying the Bible on your own? Do you have a home Bible study that you might do with the family? Do you have your other siblings that you study with? Do you have a study group that you meet with? Is is there any um, things like that that you do? Or um, Yes, so I do a lot of independent Bible study, but I also do something with the youth, pa- youth pastor's wife, and she just takes me out for a drink every once in a while, and we'll just go over some scripture verses. And so that's really cool to have. And our family does do devotions sometimes. So if somebody was hearing this broadcast and they were thinking about coming to Lagos Christian Academy, Dr. Ross is a cool principal, right? He's, very cool. He's a cool guy, right? So Cambry, we're going to ask you to try to convince somebody why they should come to Lagos Christian Academy. Um, so whenever I went into sixth grade, it was a very rough transition. And up to that point, I really wasn't that familiar in God's word. And so I had a Bible teacher. 
And I swear during that class, I was just like, what is she even talking about? Because I didn't learn any history in my previous school. So they were talking. I, rem- I remember it. We, they were in the book of Romans. And they were talking about the Romans. I remember just looking and I was like, what are you guys even talking about? And um, now I'm in the book of Ephesians and like just how much better that has gotten and how I can like look at something. I won't stare at it, but I'll take a guess. And if it's wrong, then it's wrong. And I had a teacher who really worked with me, you know, and anytime she could tell I just had a rough day, she would just pull me aside and pray for me. And at Logos, you have that sense of family. And I have grown so much in spiritually. I think spiritually is the biggest one because that's the one that matters the most. In every class, you have God's word. In every class, you are introduced to God. Even in math, you know, our teacher will be talking about the order of operations. And I'm like, hmm. This does not relate to God, but it really does because you see that there's a certain way to do things. There's a certain aspect that it needs to be done. Same thing with God. You know, and at Logos, you have that family. I'm no longer bullied, but I have four amazing classmates that sometimes we just have random parties, you know? And so like, I think it really is just that another level, another level of God and family. And it's also been really cool for me to be able to grow spiritually and just be able to bring that to my house and just being able to tell my siblings about all these different things. You know, and the other day, my brother and me had a very interesting conversation about what happened to the people in the Old Testament. Where did they go? And so like that to me, is just one of the amazing aspects of how much I have grown spiritually. And so if you're considering Logos, do it. It's challenging. It's hard some days. But you won't find a better school that prepares you as much. I think it teaches the kids a lot to to think about how to solve problems and how to look at problems instead of just teaching them a certain set of answers. Yeah. So, yeah. So Jeremy says it teaches kids how to solve problems or just instead of just giving them answers that you want to they want to learn how to solve problems on their own. Listen, this has been fun. This is Pastor Dominic Romaldi with Street Talk Theology. We take theology to the streets, and we're going to try to have Cambry back on again. May the Lord bless and keep you and shine his light upon you. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.